Hey, this is Eric Oldman. You're listening to the Rockin' Chicago Show. In each episode, I connect with musicians, artists, and industry people who are involved with Chicago's underground and independent music scene. The show is really a conversation about our creative processes, our hopes, our dreams, and experiences recovering as we all navigate through the challenges brought on by the pandemic and moving forward to a new day where we can create and perform music in and around our fair city. This episode, I get to talk to Mick Dempsey. Mick is a consummate metalhead, uh, has been involved with Chicago's metal scene for a number of years as a performer, and most notably lately as a accomplished brewer. He currently is a brewer at Miskatonic Brewing Company out in Darien, and he's brought some um, really wonderful libations for us to uh, enjoy tonight. And uh, we're going to be talking about uh, sort of Mick's background, his history, sort of his story with music, and uh, sort of the intersection of heavy metal and beer, um, how it's kind of always been there, but how it's really become sort of a, a much bigger thing in recent times. What got you into music and then, I guess, metal in particular? Because that's kind of like your thing is, and not the... In the sense of like pigeonholing, but like no, no, what, no. That's what was, fine. What was the hook that got you in the when, music? When did that all click? Yeah. Okay, that's a that's a really good place to start. Okay, for me and music, um, I grew up with it a lot. Am I getting? Am I okay? You need me to get closer. You're perfect. Oh, beautiful. Okay. Um, music was always always a part of my life. It was always the first thing I kind of latched onto. Growing up, my folks always had music playing in the house, mostly classical music. They listened to WFMT for as long as that's existed. So um, I've been, uh, I've always enjoyed that. Uh, lots of musical theater. I was basically raised on classical folk music and musical theater as a kid. Okay, that was the music that was playing in my house when I was a child. And you know. Uh, Good old, uh, good old Chicago suburbs. Hmm. I was raised in, you know, and not, not a, they, my folks weren't really edgy in that sense, you okay. know. Uh, so they, they were fairly mainstream, cons- conservative sorts. Not, not like politically, but just in there culturally, their, culturally, right? You know, I mean, I love, I love them to death. It's just uh, there was always those things that were like, oh, that's bad. That was. Terrifying, and they never like. I was scared. I was like, you know, I was easily scared all the time. Monsters scared me, but I loved monsters. Man, so hard to kind of articulate. But as I grew up, I mean, my brother and his friends they were into Metallica, and so Metallica was kind of the gateway on that, yeah. like you do. Yep. I think uh, like. I didn't quite connect at first because I think I heard "Fight Fire with Fire," and there was okay. like these moments that were like. I love this, but kind then everything else is like, okay, this is right. this is unpleasant, and then uh, and then I think I heard uh, sanitarium, and I'm like, okay, yeah, there are ebbs and flows here. It's it's very much like a little deeper. Yeah, there's there's so much more going on than like the just the thrashy, straightforward stuff. And believe me, there is a time and a place for that, and I absolutely love it. Right, but um, there was always that. I think that's that's fair. When and I grew up a theater nerd, like so. I I had an affinity for rock music and all that, but it was very uh, 
you know, I was a kid trying to figure it out. I don't think it really, really hit me as metal was my thing until, honestly, college. I was a musical theater major. Okay. And the uh, I was always curious, but pretty much if you wanted to hear new music, like, I didn't have any friends who were into metal that would really share stuff with me. Right. It was musicals and... Yeah. It was, that sort I of had my trope, musical right? theater friends, you know, right. and that was a very different thing. And then right. um, the little thing, the uh, early Napster streaming, I can't even remember what it was yeah. at college. But, um, man, I, uh, I remember hearing In Flames for the first time. Oh, wow. And this guitar work blew me away. And then the vocals were like, oh, well, that's different. And I couldn't share it with anybody. Because when I'd share it with people, they'd be like, well, you're losing me on the vocals. I'm like, yeah, I know, but everything else is great. It's like, yeah, but those vocals, they're losing me. And uh, so I became that guy. I became that guy. No, wait, one more song. Would you hear this? I know I'm going to hook. I was that that annoying guy for a long, long time. Always kind of identifying with the metal, like always enjoying it. And then, um, but I still... uh, I still pursued the theater. I did, uh, after college, I, uh, I did some acting bits on mostly stage work, Shakespeare. Okay. I did some operas. Um, at one point, uh, metal was always kind of there in the back. I always, um, I, I loved all the music. I was trying to play guitar, trying to okay. kind of find that route. Um, then I went, um, uh, I ended up uh, doing a production of Grease down in Munster, Indiana. Okay. After a matinee, we went to the nearest uh, brew pub okay. that was just down the road that happens to be Three Floyds. Oh, so well, this there was you go. 2007, 2008, right. I believe. And there's kind of a confluence there, though. Yeah. Because back then, it wasn't like. They weren't outright metal as they are now. It wasn't the school. It was it was awesome, crazy characters. They're like hell yeah. It was this kind is- of forming with the staff that was yeah. there. Like they were all metalheads. They were but all it metal wasn't heads. like Dark Lord Day or any of that. Yeah. Right? yeah. Well, they had Dark Lord, but right. it wasn't as outright flames and all that. And and then you dug a little deeper. Right. And then you found that, and that I have a lot of history just just being a patron there. Okay. Um. But kind of being the f- like. Being just a straight up metalhead, it's it's just been a slow metamorphosis. Just as a dude who like you know I was rocking Aussie shirts in high school, okay, like my Motorhead, you know whatever I could pick up at Walmart or whatever, and then uh, and then with the internet and everything, it's all of a sudden like opening doors that I otherwise wouldn't have opened. Would so going back to that, I mean the the path of going down the whole musical theater thing, and there's. We can kind of get into that and where that kind of led you next. Um, what was it about the metal? Was it just purely because your brother was kind of a metalhead and he kind of got you into it? My or brother was into so it. He, he you saw it. something for yourself in it. it. Was like, I felt it. I liked it. I kind of, I mean, I think I was right at that point where the metal that was being shown, it was pretty much whatever the music videos were playing on. Yeah, right. And so so you're I'm cutting like I'm just at the age where right when that new metal was really picking yeah. up. And 
that was it. I mean, Mid-90s, I had my Jinko right. jeans. I had my wide leg, right. my hair. Rocking the corn and the My hair biscuit, had, right? like, I did the, I did the, I dyed my hair red. My, my parents hated that. Like, of course. And, and frankly, you know, when my brother was prospecting colleges going down to Bloomington around there where I looked like a anime rooster character, <laughs> you know. Right. And I had shiny shirts, like the Power Man 5000, all that stuff. Yeah, you know, that gave me attention that probably didn't want. But, uh. Right. So that was kind of I could say like prodigy, and I liked I got, I bought Kill 'Em All. I think I literally bought like my first CDs. I bought. Okay. I think I bought the first the Firestarter. The, okay. That's that right. single, and then I bought Kill 'Em All. Okay. Because I like my brother had the tapes. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, I want to get this is a Metallica I have not heard. Okay. So right, right. I was really into that, and you know, but I'd still throw on some Genesis every now and then, a little Phil Collins. Sure. And, but. uh yeah, and of course, a little uh, Sir Andrew. <laughs> I mean, just not gonna lie, man. He can uh, he can rip. Yeah. He can rip. But, um, yeah. So, so that and then your, your your music theater experience led you into performing with bands, yeah. It was a weird line because in college I was always the type that that I looked at. Yeah. Belied how I sounded. Okay. So it was just, I was a bigger, you know, I, I mean, I, much better looking now than I ever was then. But um, <laughs> no, it was just, you know, when you're yeah. young and I was, I'm a mook. You're trying to find yourself a yeah, little exactly. bit. Yeah, exactly. Right. And it's just like, yeah. okay, you know, I was like, okay, man, this, uh, this pool seems pretty shallow. I could probably be a leading man. Oh, that dude just walked off the football field. He's so much more charismatic. <laughs> He's a leading guy. Well, yeah. damn, that path isn't going to work. Right. And so... One of my roommates, he's he loves musical theater. He's a dear friend. One of college roommates, uh, he's still a dear dear friend today. There was a point where it's like we talk about musicals, and I'm just like, okay, yeah. I mean, Company's good. I dig Sondheim, but man, you love this stuff way more than I ever could. Yeah. And so like, there's I only so one, much Andrew Lloyd Webber you can take. Right? Well, but that was a funny thing was is right. I my senior year. Right. I was always just a comedic character actor. You know, I could do funny voices okay. and, and, and do all that that stuff. But I took a chance on one class that was kind of like a, a clinical on um, musical theater. And I thought, what the hell? Why don't I go for something that I've always thought of, like wanted to try? It's my last year. What the hell? Yeah. And I went and sang some um, Judas from Jesus Christ Superstar. Okay, cool. And I built it out. I was trained operatically as a baritone. And I just wanted to see if I could wow. rip... I could rip vocally right. and hit those high notes. Yeah. And and my professor who he's like he's like family to me. I've known known him to this day. Yeah. Um he put up with so much of my bullshit because he believed in me. Um he he did not know what he was he was floored. Yeah. Cuz nobody led me that path. Like you it was it was never it. I just, I just kind of went I'm right. going to try. You're going to go hell for it. Right. I could hit those High notes. And yeah. even then, still, during the audition circuit, it's kind of like, well, what do I do? Because right. my money, I can do these money notes, but I look... You don't look the part. I look like a keg with legs. You know, it's <laughs> like, it's like okay, yeah. that's fine. Right. You, finally, we can have a man who can hit that high C. That's great. Right. Now, if only we can find a better looking one <laughs> right. that is more 
desirable in the more conventional Make you go, sense. go behind the curtain over there. Here's the microphone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, this was, and this was before Jack Black was super, superstar. You know, it was right. still kind of cult back then. And it was like, Image was still I, kind of a I, thing. Yeah, I missed that track. You know, right. I could have leaned that way. It's cool Maybe. rock. Right, yeah. I mean, it was kind of... I, yeah. I did so many clinicals and like audition circuits and it was always like it was like he's gonna play every cop on television and I'm like okay that yeah. I mean you know what hindsight yeah so many better like that that's pretty great that's yeah. pretty good but in my youthful mind it's kind of like you know I kind of want to be the kind of want to get the girl every now and then you right. know just that kind of dreaming thing and so uh right I just you know just kind of led me in a different direction and yeah. But I could I could hit those notes. Couldn't dance worth shit. But people still liked me. I right. was at least kind the enough. Char- the charisma carried you. I yeah, like I, I think I think I failed up to be failed honest. Up. Half the time. I think one time. <laughs> what was it? The first my first uh, equity show. I was cast as uh, in Shakespeare. I was the guy who played the wall. <laughs> I think it was literally because I might have been just yeah. pound for pound the. The, the, the largest fellow they had. He looks like a wall. Hey, you yeah, yeah, stand over here. Kinda, yeah. yeah, that's that's yeah. Not, you know I'm not right. I'm, you know, but it's just yeah. compared to petite. theater people, I am I am a monster. I am a yeah. terrible monster. They're all they're all beautiful elvish creatures that I'll never even reach the pantheon. Right. Yeah. That that's a type. Yeah. I remember what was it? My mother was trying to console me and go, you know, if this was Lord of the Rings, you understand you'd never be an elf, right? No. You're too tall. You're very much a man, and I'm like. Right. So Mick is now a what you're called a production brewer, is that right? I know nothing about beer except how to drink it. So um so Mick works for Miskatonic Brewing Miskatonic out in Darien. Brewing. Down in Darien, yes. Down in Darien. I'm having a mighty fine Vox Pals, uh, Pilsner. Pilsner. <laughs> and um it's quite good, quite refreshing on this uh, steamy hot summer day here in Chicago. Therapeutic. Bringing it. So um, this is the first time I've ever interviewed or talked to somebody who is actually a professional brewer, well, beer, beer man. Brewer. Is Let's there a the professional thing right now? <laughs> what is there say? like a vernacular like term for is it just brewer or is there like brewmeister so. or anything? There, that there kind is, of but that's like that requires so much more qualifications. That's, than that's I'm like ever certificates going and stuff. To, you know, right? No, I'm a, I'm an idiot who needed a job and right. You like making beer. I, I like making beer. I've been, I've been doing it. I've been doing it for quite a bit now. If not making it directly, I have been involved in some way. I've either sold it, I've served it. I've. Uh, how how did you get into doing the beer stuff, like making the beer? Okay. Well, we were talking about my wonderful musical Singing. theater career. Right. Exactly. Um, Parlance. Right. So, so I um, I think real defining moment was after a production of Greece went to Three Floyds. And I lived up in um, I lived up in Andersonville at the time. Okay. And uh, I was less than a mile away from the Hop Leaf, yeah. so I got three Floyds, and then and like so that was like okay. Hop Leaf was like Chicago's beer mecca for a bit. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. mean they still they still the one one yeah. of my favorites. Yeah. And right, they that Michael Roper can do no wrong as far as I'm right. concerned. Um, but uh, so that place was kind of like a a research place for me i don't know it was like if i'm not making money i might as well make every penny worth it so right so i uh went there and was looking up and down there incredibly extensive yeah. extensive menu yeah. and my brother had 
had craft beer before me. He he worked. He did tech. I was always the performer, and he was the the tech guy, back of the house guy. Right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. he was up in Cooperstown, New York, doing an internship, and there was Omegang Brewing, which wasn't available here oh, at the yeah. time. I remember them. And yeah. so lifetimes ago but uh he brought that in and i was like this is good and then i found a whole place that was just surrounded but like had nothing but all these amazing beers it was right it was quite a thrill um and i started home brewing then yeah uh while trying to hit the audition circuit i found all of my jobs i couldn't get a job in the city proper to okay. save my soul so um after a while and uh a lot of growing up and let's face it, a lot of Elder Scrolls, I had to pull financial mulligan, Yeah, you know, move back in with mom and dad. Okay. Uh, That's always pleasant, like, especially hey, the Whatever. cultural context. No regrets. No regrets. Regrets, right. They put up with me for so long. Yeah. And uh, so at that point, um, I had, you know, it's like, okay, great. I'm, I, love, uh, I love acting, but I'm not making the money I should. I want to make less money. I'll start a band. There so I started a band with a couple of my friends. It was called the Hyrax. Mm-hmm. We had a really fun run. I'd say yeah. it was 2008 to maybe, I think the last show, like the last, last show was 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we hit it. We were gimmicky. We were goofy. Yeah. I learned how to play guitar decently yeah. to a point where we made an album. And then I got really talented guys, the Damsky brothers, who are currently mm-hmm. in Warforged. Yeah. And they are... yeah. Those guys are, are dude. I've known those good. guys since Screams them of Winter. And, them and Nits. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. so they 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 they, they were kind of like the uh, how should I call it like uh, the Joss Whedon mm-hmm. helping up my screenplay. They they yeah. And then I had Craig Borchers, who I don't know if you've known him, but mm-hmm. he's uh, he's currently uh, in the well. He does work for the Well Tempered. Um, he was in. He's he's a beast, and yeah. oh God, I'm trying to like. He's killer. And I remember, like, he had to quit the band, but he's like, but I'm going to finish this record for you. Yeah. And he literally did, he's going he did to 13 perfect takes. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, he's 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 grown up and had a beautiful fam- has a beautiful family, a dog. Yeah. Just, just a bro. Got nothing but love for him. Um, so, yeah, that was the Hyrax for a bit. And then um, that was kind of doing its thing. I... Uh, I started waiting tables, and yeah. my enthusiasm with beer is what carried me because I was a horrible waiter. Huh. I, I That's such a stock and trade for people in acting and musical theater is that uh, doing the waiter food service. Yeah, thing. but you put right. in my... get tired of it, though. You put in part and parcel with, I think it's like a, it's a short-term memory issue a bit, and ah. then yeah, you could call it learning it. disabilities. Maybe it was just questionable priorities. Sure. But I know what, I, I like to think I know what a good job oh, yeah. is, yeah, yeah. and I wasn't yeah. really doing That's it. That's not it, right? You know what? It's kind of like I could talk, I could bullshit about beer. Yeah. And so many faux pas. The Irish pub that I first worked at, oh, oh man. I mean, they, they all still, they all still talk to me. Most of them do. But, you know, it was just like... Yeah. You just you learn, and I still managed to find five sucker five other places into like my the first the first part of this uh, last decade. I was it was like oh my resume was like okay you worked there for five minutes and there for five minutes right. I mean a lot of great supportive people, and I was still trying right. to do the audition circuit, and yeah. you still had to hook in your mouth for the right. Yeah, know, I was I was yeah. I had promise I had I had a lot of support and talent, yep. and um, well then uh, what was it? The big point was, 
I had kind of I I'd steered away from uh, from so much doing the serving stuff, and I got kind of back a house. I was working for a company that did. Uh, it was like direct like. You ever go to those stores and they had people selling, like, doing infomercials in front of people? Yeah, like uh, product, uh, like, I can't think of the product champion type people. Yeah, that kind of that kind of stuff. I Did. I joined one of those companies. Okay. They acted like it was an audition. It was pretty pretty adorable. Um, <laughs> I needed money, but I had to get out of the, to, uh, right. the, uh, last, the fondue place because uh, right. they didn't like me. And, uh, right. you know, they, they <laughs> needed a body, but it was kind of like at what cost. Right. And um, I thought okay i'm like i don't think i have any other choice so i did that and i was doing the selling all the knives and all that stuff and then i'm like wait a minute who sets this up right and uh the my manager at the time she's awesome uh she kind of said hey do you want to do this i'm like okay what does that mean and it was an adventure (laughs) but i developed kind of an affinity for just logistics that i never thought i had yeah brain for it right um so, jobs off and on, skill sets. God, this is pretty boring. Like the eventful <laughs> musician story right now. It's okay. Um, it's all journey, man. Yeah, well, we all go through shit. So. Yeah, slog, yeah. really. But um, yeah, I had developed skills like forklift driving and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I thought I'd kind of give the circuit one last try. Yeah. And uh, D. Snyder's Christmas <laughs> musical. Okay. I mean, why not? I, I auditioned for it. Yeah. They really wanted me to audition, but at the same time, I had uh, a local brewery of, of which I'm not going to name out of respect for all the people who have worked there and yeah. my friends. I got I got this job offer then, and I was also up for potentially a really great part of this other show. And I basically had to call the casting director and go, "I, I changed. I got this. Yeah. I got this day job offer." And right. I got chewed out by the casting director. It's like fair enough, yeah, fair enough. But it was like I could have made more money than I ever would have known to do with for a few months, and then I would have been the same, right? The same back schmuck, to, back to the same grind, right? Yeah. So I thought I'd uh, try this path, and let me tell you, a theater kid going into a factory situation, hmm. sight unseen. That's not such a right again. Yeah, I'm not saying names because. <laughs> You're trying to be nice. Yeah, well, well, I was trying. Well, I'm trying to be nice, but it's like I'm not like I don't. I don't think there's any shade to be thrown. I was right. literally just kind of. I was a squirrel, and I still am a squirrel on water skis. Okay. I was just kind of. I'm supposed to do that. <laughs> okay. I'm not even gonna ask why. Okay, cool. Yeah. Fine. And then of course you know the theater background's like, why isn't anybody helping me? Where's my wrench? <laughs> Find it yourself. You don't want it. I was like, uh, yeah. oh, okay, cool. I'll, I'll, I'll just keep working. I got. Kind of put in the trenches over there. I, I worked hard. Yeah. Um, I became a sellerman. That was kind of my like. I operated the cans line. I I basically done everything but actually make the beer. Right. And it's uh, a kind of a backwards way of getting into the industry, but it's, it's front to back, right? There's so many stories from people like you listen right. to like good beer hunting or yeah. any of these places where it's like. Yeah, so I did a few home brews, and then I just uh, became. When I a just brewer. became a master brewer. Right? Yeah. yeah, it's like every time like I that. hear that, and I'm like, right. nope, yeah. I, okay, I've been uh, been biting concrete for about for about six years. Right. And uh, I don't like. There's a lot of highlights in my time. Like just. Oh yeah. I could tell with all. But the, you paid your dues, though. I mean, that's I the mean, thing. That you know. Yeah. I still don't like. You can say it that. It wasn't that painful. I. 
I think I don't think the work's ever done. Okay. I'm I'm still learning. Right. I I was working at this big Midwestern brewery, yeah. and um, I realized that I was kind of my time there was it was just it was time to go, yeah. and there was an opportunity to work for another place. Yep. And I did everything. I all I wanted to do was actually make beer. Right. And. I wanted that opportunity, no matter what the cost, and yeah. I got this opportunity yeah. in the blessed city of Wheaton. Right. And uh, Wheaton. Wheaton. That's what. We, that's how we pronounce Wheaton. it. Wheaton. Right. Um, so there, I learned kind of the rudimentary, the system compared to the big budget centrifuges, and it's a lot different. Oh, right? caustic chemicals that'll burn your face off right. if you don't do it right. Things will explode if you don't pay you attention. Have to really to, pay attention to a really. Modest open flame, yeah, two kettle system. But man, I made some. I made good beer, good stuff. It was just I felt proud of it. Me, I put on my headphones, listen to my podcast, listen to my metal. Yeah, and uh, then I'd also bartend. It was a full yeah lifestyle situation. I was making it and I was serving it. Right. And you know what's great about that is all my waiter issues. I'd still forget some stuff, but yeah. That all went away because I was so connected to what I was making that I could answer all the questions. And you can't order beer without onions. Right. So there's none of those fixings, none of those buttons. It was a wonderful, wonderful time. That's cool. So uh, I guess that's that's how I became a brewer and a metal. Wait, where did we get to the metalhead part? Well, we were starting down the path of the metalhead, but you kind of went through your sort of life path of trying to figure out a way to be gainfully employed. Well, and it makes a lot of sense, and it's an interesting it's an interesting journey. I mean, um, how did the two things like? Well, let me back up on that. So, like, I mean, especially within the last decade, like the whole, I mean, beer and metal have always gone together, but now it's like a marketing gimmick. Well, we have Dark Lord Day, obviously, or had Dark Lord. Day I don't think, Floyds. but I don't think that's a marketing gimmick. I would say that's it's a per- culture. That's cultural OG. Paradigm. That is oh, that is it the is. epicenter. You. It, I'm, I would it say, is, but it's been pushed into being a marketing gimmick. Well, they, they, they've polished it up a bit. I mean, beer and metal have always gone it's, together. It's true, but you think yeah. about, like, I think the craft beer scene, I mean, hell, right. 90s, it was microbrews. Right. And, you know, um, the rock bottom opened up. Yeah. Like, in uh, in the suburbs out there, you know. Right. And it was, it's a chain. Yeah. yeah. It right. was a different situation. It was more of a hippie thing, I yeah. think. And oh, yeah, then, absolutely. And then you think of all like Sierra Nevada, Anchor Steam, all those coming out. And Lagunitas, were, you know. You, right, they're all California. Yeah, right, hey man, granola you know, beers. Don't hurt right. my mother. We like weed. Right, right. I mean, you can kind of talk to the and the so those guys were surrounded by hippies. Right. And then they went and did their own. They formed. They kind of developed this metal culture, and that. That latched on. Yeah. And now I think there's almost like a new generation. There's so many more metal breweries. Like, oh, yeah. Me being a metalhead in a brewer, it's pretty dime a dozen. It's, yeah. It's kind of table stakes. I think now. I'm particularly adorable, but that's just, you know, <laughs> that's just kind of uh, yeah. part of it. But do you think it's also more of a regional thing, too? I mean, the Midwest, it's very working class kind of ethics. Uh, you know, people roll up their shoulders, roll, roll up their shoulders, roll up their roll sleeves. Up shoulders. I did that yesterday. Yeah, cleaning it hurts, gags. doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, it hurts. Um, roll up their sleeves, kind of. It's just a very, I guess, a working class, blue collar values kind of thing. 
Because, I mean, I think about that in the sense of, um, you know, it's anything with metal in the sense of it's not a, an elitist thing. It's more of a, you know, people who are down and out or it's like, you, you know, you go to that for solace because either you got a shit existence or you're working a shit job or whatever it is. It's a, it's a way to kind of, um, I don't want to say escape, but it's like you just find solace in the music, you know. It's, it's very, it's, it's very therapeutic. To me, it is therapeutic. I'm, right. I, I'm certainly not rough and tumble at all. I'm a total, I'm yeah. a total softy teddy bear. And, yeah, um, you know, rough around the edges, but you know, like everyone is though. Right. What's up? The, the metal scene, though, I think that's kind of a common. They've we, the battle vest, the, well, the they've, beard, they've, the burliness. But they've, they've treated me wonderfully. And oh yeah, I feel I feel more welcome with them. I mean, hell, For sure. Um, once upon a time, let's let's kind of talk about this. Um, Okay, you can think of these these people and their art yeah. and how they mix it. Right. Um, there was a festival in 2013, the End of Everything Festival. Okay. There was a band called Volgari playing, mm-hmm. and uh, one of the guitarists on there was uh, Todd Todd Hogue, Todd the Axe Man mm-hmm. uh, from Surly, and it was like. That dude makes all the beer at Surly. Yeah. And that beer's fucking amazing. Yeah. And he is a guitar he's and he's also a killer guitarist. I mean right. I mean made famous from Power Mad, obviously. Like I guess mm-hmm. he's he was a guitarist who turned into a bro like yeah. that's that kind of like I wanna be like that. Yeah. I wanna be archetype. I wanna right. I wanna create beverages and I wanna create art. Yeah. That's inspiring. There's so many yeah, so yeah. many musicians who brew um yeah. Panopticon, the folk you ever heard the black metal bluegrass, love that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And Hammerheart, hell, we had Hammerheart on tap at my wedding. Okay, I, uh, love that stuff. That yeah. old world. It's um, and then uh, the band Chemist, mm-hmm. Zach, yeah, from Colorado. Yeah, he makes killer. Yeah. Oh, love that stuff. That's that's kind of that's my paragon, and I want to make music and yeah. make beer as oh, well. That makes a lot of sense. Then I mean, I've a few friends, most of them in the metal scene who they either homebrew or write. Mm. And I think there's just some commonality and just kind of the creative process behind it. It's, it's so and, true. Right. And there's just, a, there's some rude elements about it that and it just kind of creates this identifiable. I don't want to say it's a, a brand or it's any, any kind of contrived thing, but it just goes together so well. It's, it's a know? passion it's though. Ethos. Don't and you? And, yeah. Maybe an ethos. That's, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I feel like we're arguing vocabulary. I mean, I'm not, yeah. I'm with you. I think think yeah. you're right. If we could articulate it more, right. hey, more more the better. But <laughs> I mean, I remember going to Three Floyds and talking about right. metal with a bartender. Yeah. And he's telling me about Wolves in the Throne Room, and I'd never heard of Wolves in the Throne Room. And then I listen right. to that, and I'm blown away. Yeah. That dude's now brewing at Peace Pizza. Yeah. Like just. Yeah. We can go back, and we're all brewers, and that's all because of right. Nick Floyd, Chris Bogus, and Barnaby Struve. R.I.P. Barnaby. Right. Three Floyds guys, and now there's just many of us. We got Metal Monkey, we got Sound yeah. Growler. Yeah, both both real solid crews, you know. And um, then half of Miskatonic because uh, yeah. not only is your production brewer yeah. a metalhead, but uh, the head brewer Corey, yeah, he's the bassist for a band called Fools Brew. Right. Yeah. Fresh band. Yeah. Yeah. He he kicks ass and yeah. he makes that you're enjoying his work right now. I didn't do the thing where you bounce on the table because there's not a lot of room here. Where does do you know where that comes from? No, you know what my, uh, my I, old assistant Brianna she she started she did it and I noticed that and yeah 
She's it's a, just kind of picked it up. It's a service industry thing. Um, can't remember. I think it was Morgan from Livewire told me it was like if somebody bounces the drink on the table before that you, you shoot or whatever, it means you you know what you're you're legit. You're on the level. Um, and then maybe it comes from like a, a military thing, like if you're a spy or not, or you know if you're drinking with somebody, it kind of suss them out. It's like when you use the number three the right way, right? It's that like a legitimacy of, kind of thing, or gotcha. way to see if somebody is is uh, true. But also I didn't just bounce to my test the foundation of said bar, and I knew this was not a bar, but no. I had the room. So you don't, you don't all the heavy lifting. Yeah, I got over a bunch here. of electronic equipment. Absolutely, <laughs> and you we'll are, take a picture you know? of that too. That's all right. Yeah. That's why you deserve all the beers you need. This is good stuff, though, people. Um, I'm really enjoying it, and um, I'm a huge Pilsner fan. Do you do the local flavor like our uh, our Metropolitan over here? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh man, those those are some lovely people. Those are some lovely metalheads as well. Of course, Tracy, Doug. Yep. Oh man, that they're just some lovely people. Josh, I love you all. I miss you. That's the one thing. Um, we have another thread we're going to get into in a bit, but kind of talking about how I think in the last 15 years, I mean, it started off as what was craft brewing in the 90s or microbrewing. It was called microbreweries. That's what right. I remember. Yeah. Were you around? Okay. We're from the same rough area. Same rough area. Right. Fifth Avenue Station. Yeah. And uh, Taylor Brewing Company. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't, I was too young for, like, I don't think I ever could when that was was a thing. A little bit before my time, too, but yeah, I remember them being there, right? I remember the potato skins, that's what I remember, but, Mm -hmm. like, I think that was when you had, everything was kind of cyclical, because it was like, here's a strawberry wheat, and a, um, you know, a cherry lager, no, cherry stout, you know? There was a lot of that beer apologizing for tasting like beer situation. Or is beer for your girlfriend. Yes. That was yes. the hook of like, oh, there's beer with fruit in it, honey. Look, you'll like I love this. how I'm speaking of an authority of an era that I didn't really exist in. That was when I was probably eating pizza Hut, playing Super Nintendo. And drinking, drinking Mountain Dew, right? On the, on the nose. On the nose. It was probably Goldeneye. You know, I was probably doing Goldeneye 64. Right. Yeah. Losing friendships over Mortal Kombat. Yeah. You yeah. know. Like you do. That's the that. former, those are those rough years. Back in the day. Right. Back in the day. But, um, yeah, I mean, um, I just remember a time, and this is kind of getting back to before the, the microbrewery thing was there, it was Heineken. Like, if you if you had, or Beck's, you know, like you go to, a, like, if your family had, like, a party or something, like my uncle's, like, I got some Beck's from Germany. Oh, okay, all right. He's like, here, this is good beer. Like, okay, not, this is not the shit your grandfather drinks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, this is I, fancy. <laughs> I don't think beer was it's not so, Michelob. It's it's fancy. I don't think beer was a statement back with mm-hmm. my family. Was it like cold? So yeah. What's up? Was it cold? That's all that matters. Yeah, I, I, well, that was it was. It, it yeah. was. But you know what happened? You know what? I could safely say that culturally, Guinness was mine. Was yeah. Mine. But I mean, with um, a certain Irish pub in yeah. that certain suburb. Yeah. Uh, was the Q. Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, it was ubiquitous. Yeah. And that oh, was. Yeah. And that was honestly the first beer I think. Once I started drinking, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do beer and not. I got over all the fruit flavored stuff, you <laughs> right. know. I was yeah. like, Guinness, Guinness is my uh, Guinness is a, a balanced meal in a they can. They don't call me Mick for my Polish side, so right. I'm like, okay, I gotta, right. yeah. gotta lean in on that and right. have uh, pounded down uh, a pint or two. Yeah, 
And then Sierra Nevada. You know what I think what happened was? I was reading, I had, I had Guitar World magazine, yeah. and I remember Zach Wilde talking about, oh, yeah, I love Sierra Nevada. Brother. Right. Yeah. <laughs> sounds, like, sounds like Macho Man and right. uh, what's his face? Uh, Tony Soprano at the same time for <laughs> right. some reason. <laughs> that's it. That's his accent. That's it's like it half like. hillbilly, half Jersey. Yeah. Right. It's, hey, man, whatever. <laughs> he, he can do... Well, he could do some wrong, but, you know, you kind of forgive him for it. You do, but, yeah. But, uh, uh, you know, uh, yeah. so I think that was some article, and I think uh, I think I there was I, I saw it, and I was like, yeah. I'll try that. And that was my first, like, hoppy, hoppy beer, and I was probably like, oh, man, this is harsh. And now yeah. it drinks, like, water now. I think yeah. it's so funny. Yep. But uh, they make killer stuff. Yep. But I think, like... So it was Guinness, and then of course you know uh, Jägermeister because I had to kind of be a metalhead. Well, yeah, Jägermeister was like if you can't be a Metallica fan. I saw, I saw, I saw the behind the music. Right, right. And German I've never syrup. seen Metallica live, and in fact, now honestly, if the opportunity came, probably wouldn't go. I probably no, I don't, I don't. You I missed, like, you missed them. I will go to the empty bottle. I will, I will go yeah. to the empty bottle. I'll go to White Tavern. I'll go There's to a tiny so place over a big show any day. Metallica, right. I can't. Yeah, that that they're, I think their their time is done. They're like the Stones. Oh, they're doing just fine. They're doing just. They're doing. It's like Harry Potter. You know what? I don't need to read that shit because everybody else has got it. Like, right. I'm not gonna provide any other insight that nobody else hasn't yeah. before. I think they've got uh, that base has been covered. I don't need to go there. Right, 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 right. I'm not shitting on Metallica. Yeah, it's just so many bands are nothing if not their moment in time. I mean, that's very true. In flames, in flames. I love them. I love them, but right. now they sound more like ABBA than they do Creator. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I love them. They They're making their money. I the would pop. see them again, right. 100%. They got way more poppier. Right? Yeah, you know, they got to make their money. I mean, I love, but speaking of which, but the rhythm section, they started a brewery yeah. in uh, in Sweden. I assume. It's called Odd Island. Right. So, I mean, it's so, so it's many crisscrosses. Yeah, now it's ubiquitous now. These metalheads are just going just, to just gonna be full of metalheads. You're going to have to go to breweries and right. you're going to step on metalheads. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's just kind of getting, getting back to, I mean, kind of your locus of, like, it's really the two intersections. It, it, they, they just go really well together, you know? I've been an enthusiast. I just, I bring it on. Um, when I was working at uh, my last brewery, um, I was I was there like just because of the way the hours were, and unfortunately the Rona as well. Um, yeah. I'd have to go in at six a.m. just to make sure I was out before the customers could show up. Right. So I'd go into my brew house, and it was just it was just me, and I'd plug in my ear pods, and uh, I'd listen to uh, I'd listen to various podcasts, some comedy stuff, yeah, um, bit of music every now and then, but. Uh, my favorites are the ones because there are there is such a crossover between metal and beer. Sorry. That um, yeah. One in particular that really caught my interest. There's there's a lot of cool ones. There's rock and roll beer guy. He's out okay. of L. A. He kicks ass. Uh, then there was another one called Vox and Hops. Yeah. And that's uh, the lead vocalist of Cryptopsy. He's a beer enthusiast out of Montreal. Yep. And he's obviously been in the scene, so he has connections with all these brewers. And yeah. he had a killer streak of interviews, and it was always fun to listen to his. His his were short, only a half hour long, and I'd listen to him while I was brewing. And he was very correspondent on uh, all forms of social media, so I'd just be like, "Oh, dude!" Like I think 
I think it was one of those targeted ads or something that I'm like, oh, thanks for thanks for adding me. I am a metalhead who likes beer, and we developed a sort of rapport. So I kind of wanted to talk about one of the things that you just did a few months ago, um, and this is your collaboration with Yakuza. That's what I'm leading into. All right, that's we're, exactly we're, we're, like where this came here. from. Oh yeah. All right. Because uh, at a certain point. Uh, I developed a good enough rapport with Matt. Yep. And his he had a whole plan because they were trying to do some tours and get on the road, and then obviously uh, yeah. Rona had a different opinion about that. So uh, Matt messaged me from this podcast, and he's he was he wanted to know if I'd be interested in doing this collaborative beer with alum, with guests, alum guests from his podcast. Okay. And uh, I wanted to make sure I checked with my powers that be. Yeah. And they were cool with it. That's just like we weren't known as a metal brewery or anything. Right. And we didn't even package. It was such a small tasting room. Yeah. But... They said yes. Right. I wanted to make sure I was doing it right on that end. And yeah. then um, Matt said, well, then uh, why don't uh, then let me pick a band that that can uh, that be a good fit. Yeah. And then he just goes, Yakuza. <laughs> and I'm like, OK. Oh, my God. Right. Like, because I've seen Bruce in so many. I've seen Bruce in so many different incarnations. Yeah. I've seen him in Bloodiest. I've seen him in Brain, Brain Tentacles, tentacles right, yeah. uh, but I also saw Yakuza at at Scorched Tundra. I, I love. I go to Scorched Tundra. I, I'll never miss it. Mm-hmm. That's another. That's another good beer and metal podcast. Yep. Uh, the 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 heavy hops. Yep. Um, sorry, yes, we're on a podcast, but I'm no, no, promoting other cool, ones. Man, they're all because this is really. I mean, to me, it's is like kind of exploring. It really is a scene in and of itself. This this cross section of beer and metal. Thank you for letting me out of my cocoon. Yeah, so this nice, is awesome. Yeah. No. Um. So good I was shouts. I was downright chuffed. Yeah. To just to have Bruce to make beer with Bruce and yeah, and so uh, we did a little Zoom meeting and yeah. Everything was everything was cool. Matt's Matt's super nice. I'm, I'm dealing with. I was a former frontman in in a few projects. So you and guys could speak. I felt like I was well, but there's there's frontman and I, I, I just with frontmen there's front always man. that kind of like yeah. yeah there's there's that standoffishness yeah. like right. there's there's a bit of peacocky. Right. These two dudes so alpha. They were so calm. Yeah. So cool. So easygoing. And I'm like I'm like trying not to be like. Training. The whole the time, off your head, right? Yeah, um, <laughs> they were just uh, just wonderful people. Yeah, and so we set up a time where I'm like, "Hey, come on down, come on down to Wheaton and, and try our beers, and we'll figure something out." Yeah, and the whole team, Holy Yakuza. So that's uh, that's Bruce, Jerome, Matt, yeah. and Jim. Yep, the, and they brought their camera guy. Oh wow! And uh, yeah. so it was like a documentary. It was so great because uh, Brooke and Brianna, who've been help keeping me sane at that brewery, yeah, they were there too, and yeah. we were just working on stuff and hanging out, and it was super fun. Yeah, and we kind of that I let them kind of taste the wares, and they got inspired because they didn't want to do, they didn't want to do anything that was too cliche or overdone, right. So we ended up on a West Coast IPA okay. with pepper spice. 
Nice. Oh, red IPA with pepper spice. Okay. What? Okay. So they wanted. They want like this was all them. This yeah. was the, the, them kind of like they they thought about whatever parameters they wanted to put into the brew and yeah. yeah. Well, Bruce had worked for Goose Island and he got to right. brew. He's he's been so he knows beer. To it. Oh right. yeah, and then yeah. and then right. Jerome's part of the huge part of the Chicago right. Yeah. And he's I worked mean, at bars and yeah, yeah I've seen he's, him at Twisted Spoke he, and wherever. Yeah. So yeah, he, yep. He's around. Rough. He's around. Right. Like yeah, they're yeah. They're a real metal scene, and I'm the suburban equivalent. Um, but uh, no, and then and yeah. then um, Matt, he's been really enthusiastic about beer, yeah. and so they were kind of figuring it out, and they're like, they want to make something weird, yeah, want to make something intense and not for everybody. That's a good set of par- uh, parameters for Yakuza, and, right? It, yeah. It, it, well, yeah, I know. It's like okay, yeah. we could do whatever weird. I'm like, okay, well, you've you've made you've made saxophone metal, Bruce. I yeah. mean, right. tell me what I'm doing, and uh, yeah. It was uh, it was a challenge, but I mean, I kind of took the basis. We had a really good red ale at our establishment, okay. and I thought I'd up the uh, I dry hopped it. I increased the hops, and they wanted something. What do they call it? Somebody said, "Oh, looks like blood, smells like bud." That's like beautiful, like yeah. marijuana, you know? Yeah. Not not, yeah. not no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. No, that's. Good. I mean, you're talking IPA, so that would make complete sense, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah. so I, I kind of want to get the sense of like when you're doing this collaboration, like it, it, to me, the first thing that comes into mind is like when you're making an album, you're, you're going in the mix. Like, is that what that's like? Like, you do a brew, and they come out and they taste it, and then you adjust uh, whatever ratio of not this bitter, not this hop, not this this or that. How does that work? We I'm couldn't just quite do that. We basically I don't want to divulge any secrets, but No, no, yeah. no. We it was it's just getting them all to line up. I mean, you know, yeah, Bruce that's a lot. Bruce is working. Bruce Yeah. He's in his hand in a lot of things. Then, you know, we're right. all grown men with our right. families. Uh, so it was just like we got them together, made the concept, I started working on it. Right. And then um then we set up for the brew day. Yeah. And they all showed up for the brew day. Yeah. And that was awesome because they were hands on. They were. Oh, they got in and helped. Oh, brew? yeah. Oh, man. There's that's video on, cool. uh, on the Vox and Hops okay. feed. You can see this whole 10 minute documentary. That's awesome. Including a music video from okay. Yakuza. Yeah. Who are playing the Forever Deaf Fest. Yes, they are. Uh, headlining. Headlining, in yeah. fact. In so. December. Yep. That's, uh, that's a great lineup with a lot of uh, great bands. Huntsman's on that. Yep. Yeah, blood letter, of course, because Nick manages them. So yep. I, I already bought you your my tickets. tickets. I already bought my tickets, and I'm sure as hell going to sneak beer in the back or yeah, maybe in the front, whatever mm-hmm. they'll allow me to. Because yeah, maybe work out something with uh, Bee Kitchen. Yeah, now that no, I'll, I'll figure it out. You I'll, figure I'll, it out. I'll, I'll figure it out one way or another. Yeah. I just I just want to take care of yeah. the artists because we had Pete. Pete came out to uh, to the okay. Blessed City of Wheaton. Wheaton, mm-hmm. uh, and he's absolutely lovely. And so that they've been they've been one of those bands on my list that haven't been able to see and now I got my tickets. Yeah. It's not going to end up like Power Trip or The Skull <laughs> where you just have things that happen and <laughs> that's very unfortunate. Yeah. And uh, sorry to turn it that way. That's but okay. Rest in peace, Eric Wagner, man. Can confirm. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it's been uh, it's been a week. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you're not kidding. Yeah. You're not kidding. I lost a close friend to COVID a couple days ago, or a few days ago, yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah, but, um, yeah, it's been a week. Yeah. So. Just been a real great couple of years, huh? Cheers. You know, that's, why we're, that's, why, that's why we self-medicate. Yes, sir. We don't have mountains to look at. 
Here's to you listeners. We're drinking some fine Miskatonic beer. DDH Mosaic Wizards. Mm-hmm. So tell me about the double IPA you're drinking. Well, we do... This is one in... Go ahead. We do a, we do a year-round that's yeah. uh, the West Coast Wizard. Okay. You know, we, we've got our hazies. You know, you got to have a hazy. Okay, and, uh, yeah. But there's just something about the foundational West Coast IPA, the real bitter yeah. and aromatic crunchiness. I just... That's, that's my sophisticated... Highly uh, developed uh, palate, ac- acumen for it, but yes, yeah. uh, acumen palate. Nice, good. Uh, I, I, we're going to make up words as we go. <laughs> so this is my fleabiac, and we're going to go. No, um, <laughs> this beer has a lot of. <laughs> you notice it once it hits your tongue, right at the globulus. Right, globulus. Right. I'm just going to do globulus maximus. Guys. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Pow! Yeah. Right in the destros. Yeah. Right. I'm feeling it in my Skeletors. <laughs> um, no, it's a good, good yeah. bitter, crispy West Coast IPA. Yeah. But then what we do is, on a um, on a semi regular basis, we'll do different like Imperial IPAs. What's the so, difference between an Imperial IPA and a West Coast IPA? You're, ta- I'm, you're okay. talking to somebody okay. who doesn't drink IPAs, okay. so Imperial. When you slap Imperial on anything, yeah. Unless it's just literally the title to sound fancy. Right. Imperial means more booze. Oh, it's just higher ABV? Yeah. Okay. You're clocking in that this guy is uh, it's a 4.9. Okay. Can drive home. Now, this bad boy yeah. is 8%. Okay. That's two beers for the price One. of two beers. Right. <laughs> no. But then it's called mosaic because that's the type of hop that they use. Oh, okay. And... Mosaic is one of my favorites. It's, I mean, it's for the real, truly yeah. people in the higher echelon of beer. That like this has been done to so many people. It's just, yeah. But it's just got this nice aromatic tropical, yeah, mango, and I would. Well, it's got a little funk, we'll like pictures a little, of this little on bit the of page uh, greenery, for, if you know. So people can see the artwork, and it really represents the description here. Yeah, yeah it's for sure. And like we've we've done ones with different hop varieties previously. We did Nelson's Nelson Savan, which is uh, kind of like a white wine, grapey kind of a flavor. Hmm. It's just like yes. the hops, like what they can do with these hops nowadays. Between yeah. bef- see, so now that now that's something when you describe that, I would drink that because I I'm a huge wine drinker. Well, yeah. Nelson, try anything with Nelson Savan hops. Okay, and yeah. you'll be surprised. And I'm sure, like anybody yeah. who knows there. Worth their salt could direct you. Yeah. And then it was it um, a certain Naperville brewery called Salamoth. They make one called Grape Ape. Okay. Yeah. And that one. Yeah. That one's an That'll IPA, do. but it drinks. It drinks like a white wine. It's it's. it's yeah. Killer. And they're they're my bros. I yeah. love them out there. Have you been to their new place here on Armitage yet? I have not. That's that's on my list of things to do soon before things get crazy again. Oh whatever. I'm just gonna well, like whoop, like. Whoop. We're grown-ups. We can go and wear masks. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'll am i do that. Like, it's yeah. like, watch me do that and not complain. Yeah. Yeah, that's, um, uh, you know, touch on that a little bit. Um, y- you know, um, I'm really happy to see there's so many shows right now. There's a couple this weekend I'm looking at hitting up. I'm hoping to catch the Forever Death Fest with Yakuza. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So many people got things coming up, and I just really hope we can kind of um, maintain that, you know, through the end of the year at least. I'm 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 gonna be fighting for it. I'm gonna. I just bought yeah. three new masks. I'm uh, 
Yep. One with more monster faces, so people people take me seriously. Yeah. But uh, they know it's you. No, I'm going to in the company of serpents. Okay. At the empty bottle, those guys they played. Uh, that was uh, a honeymoon trip. We went and saw. That oh, cool. Were, um, at True Brewing out in Denver, and they're a very. Yeah. I, I mentioned them before, obviously, but. Uh, yeah. They're they're just amazing. They have this kind of. They'd make doom metal and Ennio Morricone. Like that's, that's oh, wow. kind of their jam. It is just this that's awesome really cool. spaghetti western yeah. vibe. Grant There's some really good bands coming out of Denver. Yeah, I mean, well, they've been. But Denver yeah. 666, man. They, uh, they got yeah. uh, Chemist I Love, Glacial Tomb. Oh, man, Native Daughters. I think Gigan's from out there. No, Gigan's from here, actually. They're Are they? From Florida, and then they moved up here. You know, maybe it's some other kaiju named band that I'm... <laughs> not uh yeah you know but uh the, 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 they keep killing it out there um dreadnought that's the band dreadnought that's what i'm the, talking the, about the, yes. the girl who plays uh, the flautist and uh the really cool kind of atmospheric progressive kind of weird black metal kind of I stuff love it. yeah i love it yeah, i yeah. absolutely love it and then um What's my next show? I'm actually going to go all the way out to the other side of the state to Wake Brewing. Yeah. I've been seeing people post about that place. That's in Rock Island, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're um, doing fests out there and yeah, shows the Paris too, right? Paris Brothers. They're, they're amazing. Yeah. They're amazing. And they were part of the Brutal North America tour that, okay. that I did with Yakuza. Okay. And they did it with the Atlas Moth. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're great So band. the Atlas Moth had to, had to go on the other side of the state. Right. But they're in good hands with the Paris Brothers. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And... Um, and then uh, what is it? Um, uh, Cosmic Eye Brewing out in Nebraska. Okay, they're metalheads too, and yeah. I met them actually at a chemist show. And uh, yeah, I think another kind of aspect I kind of wanted to touch on too. So we, we we briefly mentioned like Sound Growler and then Metal Monkey. I think out mm-hmm. of all the breweries in the area, have been the most consistent about becoming a venue space. Uh, for bands, they they put on live shows. Soundcrawler was doing it for a bit too. I know they had some yeah, they a couple of fests out there. They did. Um, and that seems like that's becoming more of a thing too. I know Wake was doing something. I think they're doing a, their their anniversary party on the yeah. uh, on the eleventh. So I mean, going back to the intersection again, it's kind of cool to see that as well. One of the things I really liked, um, just to shout out to the Metal Monkey guys too, is I, I go through periods where I don't drink. Um, it's just a personal thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I have alcoholism that runs rampant on both sides of my family. Oh. And it's just a way to, to just keep it in check. Oh, how dare me. I'm so- no, 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 okay. no, no. I don't have a it, – it's just a, it's a personal thing. Okay. Um, but so there's day, there's months where I go dry. Okay. Um, and it's just a, a personal choice, and it's nothing – like I don't have a problem or anything. I just like to go dry. I've been drinking a lot. Like I'll take the next month off. And they make an incredible uh, cold brew coffee. They do, yeah. And it, Juliet, or not Juliet, Romeo was a bit of a, a ride for me because I'm in the city here. Um, mm-hmm. So it's nice when I'm, you know, one, I like that, you know, they bring that aspect of it's a, it's a decent room. You know, they fit a lot of people in there. Of course, they have good brew. They, they partner with, you know, people to provide food and all that, too. But it's also a nice all-ages space, which we don't see anymore, man. And I don't know if it's just a cultural and a generational change, but like being able to like go see a show when you when I was a kid, that was a huge deal, you know. I'm just trying to find a place for all my dark garden statues. <laughs> That's my problem. I can't. I, you know, yeah. I don't want them at my house. You know, I was like, where am I going? 
I can't bring the nephews over, you know. No, 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 no. <laughs> right. No, but no, I know. The, um, the, the right. whole idea, though, of like the brewery becoming a venue space, I think is kind of a cool hook. Well, I think Again, it's, it grows out of this whole intersection here. It all, it all started with, uh, you know, we're all, we're all living in this wonderful world that was built for it. That, yeah, for sure. Metal shows. It used to be just a bottle swap, and then all of a sudden, oh, High on Fire is playing. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Right. That's a, that's a hell of a house band there, guys. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, everybody's, everybody's doing wonderfully. I mean, yeah. I mean, I know, I know Dan and Jason, you know, big jerks, those guys. Yeah, those nobody, guys are pricks. Nobody likes them. Guys are pricks. Yeah, yeah. yeah cheers, guys. That was my first collab I did. Was actually with them. We did. Oh, okay. Oh, dude. Oh, that was hilarious. Yeah, let's talk about that, man. That was. Um, we just had them up, and it was. We got to do it all over at their at their place. But what the big uh, the big joke was is that uh, it was right when the Kong versus Godzilla movie came out. <laughs> so it's like we made a Belgian strong dark. Okay. It's very tasty. Yeah. And we're just like, okay, what do we do? Uh, let's uh, okay, let's do something and nod to the Kong versus Godzilla, and it was like, okay, well, you guys are the monkey, so you have to be Kong. Monkey, right? Yeah. So so, and then we're Godzilla. So how do we make this right? How do we make this worth it? Uh, Jonathan Grimm Art, John, yeah, who does their labels. Yep. He, uh, we we made this idea of okay, so Kong has to wear a battle vest. <laughs> So, you know, it's a metal monkey. I mean, hello. Right. You got to be. But then how do we justify Godzilla at this, clearly the smaller establishment? Right. But it's in Wheaton. So Godzilla, instead of spines on his back, That's it's gross. a whole line of steeples. <laughs> <laughs> so we had this, the two different cans packaged at Metal Monkey. It was oh, it man. was a metal monkey. And then right. and then it was Churchzilla. Churchzilla. <laughs> at Dry City. <laughs> And so, you know, we thought that was a fun take. It was a yeah. good, like, they're, they're lovely guys. I actually met Dan at a basement party when I was really testing the waters of being a front man. Yeah. And uh, I think, like, God, it was so, it was such a lifetime ago. But I remember we were doing, uh, we were doing Pantera Cemetery Gates. Okay. And some dude lost his shit so much that he knocked down the bar. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, just before we got this off, uh, T.D. Clark was playing guitar. That was like... Oh, wow. Yeah, he That's was... wild. Oh, he's, he's yeah. a bro. Just, we go way the hell back. Yeah, he's old school. Yep. I did so much freelancing for the Hicks brothers, just singing uh, okay. Robert Plant and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like during my theater days. It yeah. was like, hey, I'm a, I'm a burly character actor by... I can, I can night, hit those notes. And then other nights I'll I'll sing Journey. <laughs> uh, wow. So that's my uh, cognizant life story, and I know you're all interested in what bands I'm in, and the fact is, yeah, I'm not. <laughs> so stop looking at me, everybody. <laughs> I just want to grow my beer. Yeah, I'm just I'm I'm going to back and brew some beer great. for you. Right. That's great. It costs five dollars. It actually costs more than that now, let's face it. It costs $8, right. and you know what? You don't have packaging. to sit through a whole set. You literally can just right. drink it and then go home. Right. This might come in my art. Right. Yep, exactly. You don't have to like it, and you don't have to write a review. Cool. Even though it's good. Yeah. All right, so we're at an hour. I mean, I got plenty to kind of work from in we're terms good. of an episode. Forever, yeah. What's that? You're going to be editing forever. <laughs> No, it, it's pretty good. I mean, there's some really distinct segments about stuff. I mean, it, we have some good threads, and there's a lot of continuity, so I don't think it's going to be too bad. So, 
Because the last time that underbelly hours, I had to explain both metal and brewing. Oh, that was hilarious. I know you know right. you know enough about metal. You know metal, uh, like right. obviously. So I was yeah, like, yeah. I didn't have to do that for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. This is this was good. I mean, to me, I mean, again, the the hook for here is just really that 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 intersection. You know, yeah. that, that's a great one. I'm so to figure it out. for sure, man. Yeah, I think we're good. Okay. Um, if you're happy, I'm happy. I'm happy. Uh, let's do a closeout just so I okay. can get that in. Absolutely. All right, Mick. So thanks so much for coming out uh, to the city here. And uh, it's good chatting with you. Great beer from the Miskatonic Brewing. Um, we'll post some uh, links up uh, with the um, podcast on your feature. And uh, people can check it out and hopefully uh, come out and check you guys out. And Darian. Thank you, Eric. Let's launch it, man. <laughs>